Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Time for a reality check when it comes to where we get our information with conference realignment. That is on today's docket here on the Neighborhood Watch. You are watching, uh, if you are watching on YouTube, you're watching us through Crystal Ball College Football. You are listening to us. You are listening to us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Please, please, please subscribe to the channel, guys. Uh, this channel has almost grown 1,000 subs since I've got here, so please help us push over that mark. We're less than 100 away, so if you have not subscribed yet and you are just rediscovering where I am or just discovering this show, that is a huge deal whenever somebody subscribes. And also, hitting the like button, making sure this thing gets out to most people is massive as well. The comments really help. It gives me inspiration for conversations that we have. So please, please, please do all of those things. If you all cannot watch the show, if you're driving in your car, don't put on YouTube. That's not safe. Listen to us via Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. Find me at NWPod365 on Twitter and at Josh Neighbors underscore. We are part of the 365 Sports Network. So I've seen so much stuff kicked around on Twitter recently about who is having meetings, when they are having the meetings, Washington State, Colorado, saw a Bob Thompson quote tweet about a grant of rights, um, you know, saw some co comments made from some folks about, hey, this thing could be coming to an end. And I wanted to revisit something I talked about on, on, the, on the old show that I have, but I really think it's important here, about when it comes to conference realignment, where you should get your news, who you should listen to, and how you should listen to them. I am not going to tell you how to do it. Uh, this is America. It's a free country. You may get your information however you do it. Here's what I'm going to tell you, though. As somebody, I'm 26, so I've not been around super long, but I worked for SiriusXM, satellite radio, college sports, basically seven days a week for about two years. Uh, I worked Big 12 today, Monday through Friday. I worked college sports Saturday. I worked uh, the, the highlight show sometimes on Saturday nights. I also worked college sports Sunday with a variety of people I'll go through all of that. Also, I'd done a five-day podcast, a five-day-a-week podcast covering the Big 12 Conference. I've been doing it for years now. I'm still doing it right now, obviously, here. I feel like I have a pretty good acumen when it comes to who we should be talking to, who we should be listening to, and the kinds of conversations and the kind of content that is worth your all's, the listener and the viewer, worth your all's time. I think the idea of trust and all of those things, I think it all goes together, right? So when it comes to, you know, does do I just go off by myself and blow smoke about UConn for four episodes? No. We call up Dom Amore, like we did yesterday, and we talk to him. Same thing for San Diego State. We call up Mark Ziegler, we had him on the show, and we have a really good, strong conversation that ends with, hey, San Diego State probably doesn't want to go to the Big 12. But they will if they have to, right? Which is kind of the party line for a lot of these schools. And so that is the information on, you know, Parson. I know some folks who cover certain teams from certain angles have agendas, or whatever, right? Dom Amore, 
know, he says, hey, maybe end of the Big 12, but I, I think there's another option that we have not fully realized yet. That's where UConn's future is. Is Don right? Who knows? He's he, but he's on the ground every single day. And I think it's a really interesting idea that mentally I'm still exploring. Maybe we do some more content about that, but uh, you know, I, I think it's nice to have an expert opinion on these schools. And from the feedback I've seen from you all, it's important to do that too. We're going to have Jake Hatch, who covers BYU for Locked On. He's going to come on. And he also covers Utah and does work in sports radio in Utah. And we're going to talk about the Utah fan base and maybe some administration resistance to joining the Big 12. And while they're in the four corner schools, but they feel, you know, geographically and also like, uh, you know, distance equals uh, reality on this one. Um, the furthest away from really wanting to be in the Big 12. We're going to break down when I talk to him tonight and on tomorrow's show why that is. I want to I want to dive into that, why that is with him and get the honest, real answer. And so this is where I'm taking this conversation today about like who you should trust. I trust those people. I trust them in dialogue. I trust them in conversations. But when it comes to the news itself, I have, I have said this, long said this, and I'll continue to long say this. I am not a newsbreaker, a newsmaker, whatever. I guess the one time I was a newsmaker is when I got fired and a lot of people saw it and whatnot. So that was a whole big deal. But I don't try to be a newsmaker in any way, shape, or form. I do not have any inside knowledge on conference realignment. What I do have are those experiences working with former athletes, working with uh, you know people in the media, the media space, reporters, writers, radio hosts, TV personalities, Worked with all of them. Do a five-day-a-week show. I read a whole lot every single day. And I feel like because of those experiences, I have a pretty sharp eye about what kind of stuff that we should be listening to and kind of stuff we shouldn't be listening to. For example, when Oklahoma and Texas, it, it sounded like negotiations had stalled. You know, I still mention, hey, Brent McMurphy says that's not the case. Lo and behold, like a week later, I forgot how, how fast it was. It, it got done, right? I, I forgot the ESPN reporting who did it, but they were saying, oh my God, you know, we've hit an impasse. And Brett Murphy's like, well, it doesn't really, you know, it's, it doesn't really sound an impasse. And, and Brett Yormark said, hey, like, you know, we're always talking, we're always talking. And they're always going to get a deal done. It made sense. So you use, you use logic and you apply it to the information that's out there right now. And you might get some conflicting stuff from several folks, but if you apply logic to situations, you, know, you can get where you are. For example, right? So, to take the entire conference, the, the Big 12, Pac-12 stuff. It is clear at this point in time that the Pac-12 is, is struggling to get a TV deal done, right? That is very clear. They have blown past the dumb deadlines that a lot of folks set. Those stupid arbitrary deadlines, they have blown past them. Andrew Marchand, who covers sports media for a living, felt pretty comfortable telling me multiple times and saying this on multiple shows and said it on my show first, actually. I'll let you all know that. Uh, my old show. That... Hey, look, like ESPN is is kind of out on this right now. And he said, never say never, but doesn't feel like they're really in on this, especially in that A package right now. And I feel like that has come to fruition so far, right? Dennis Dodd has maintained that these schools, the Big 12 has been in contact with the, the four corner schools, which it's pretty clear they have been, right? And so um, everybody I talk to in this business says, these, you know, people, people say, oh, those conversations, you know, hey, they're not, we haven't talked with anybody. The school presidents are saying, hey, you know, we're, we're not talking to anybody about leaving this league. We're committed. Well, you know what? They should be saying that. But also at the same time, they're not doing their jobs if they're not having those conversations about leaving the league in Pac-12, if the money is insufficient and if the future 
feels like it is not prosperous enough or the, the view has too many clouds in it, if you will, right? That is where those presidents should be. So I think that the recent reporting that we've seen makes a whole lot of sense that Colorado is engaged in those conversations and Arizona feels like has been pretty honest about having those conversations. So I'm using Dennis as an example. Ross Dellinger is somebody that I trust without a doubt as the mower is now going off outside. Um, Ross Dellinger is somebody I trust. Dennis Dodd is somebody that I trust. Now, once again, when I read Dennis's stuff, you have to understand a lot of the folks that he talks to are in Big 12 country, right? Brett McMurphy is, is based in Big 12 country. Now, he does a lot of reporting on the Big 10, and I trust him a lot. John Wilner, who I actually, once again, you all might, might not like Wilner and Gonzano. I think John Wilner actually does a pretty good job. I think John Wilner uh, has ha maintained you know, like the, the, the point spread thing on survival, whatever. I mean, the guy covers the Pac-12, so I feel like, you know, I understand why he wants to maintain some optimism. Um, that If I was my livelihood, too, I would do the same thing. Um, but I feel like John Wilner's take of, look, either George Klyavkov knows something that we don't, or he has grossly misread the situation. I feel like it's a pretty strong reason take from where he is coming from. And I feel like we're getting more towards the George Klyavkov kind of overestimated what the, the hand the Pac-12 had, right, as this thing goes longer and longer. But I feel like that is that is pretty true, right? And I think it's not a bad evaluation from John's perspective. And then also, I think we have to uh, factor, you know, we talked about the, the schools having conversations. They should be doing that uh, and whatnot. You'd be hoping that those schools, that they would do so. But also, I think what's pretty clear, and it's been relayed to the presidents and relayed through, I think, uh, you know, the situation itself, is that, in my opinion, I think a lot of folks' opinions, and this is not just me, but there are people out there that think, like this, that the, uh, you know, there's more than enough justification for these schools to leave the Pac-12 as it is now. I believe that. I believe they've been gone on long enough. And I think, if, as somebody who really does study sports media, pretty, uh, I'd say I have a pretty healthy eye for it. Pretty keen eye. I, I like to, I love the insides of the business. I'm somebody who's a big fan of the conversations about broadcast crews and who's moving up here. And oh, Noah Eagles now doing, you know, doing that game. So what does that mean? Who's the new clip? You know, I'm, I care about, Hey, who's going to be the Clippers radio guy? You know, it's somebody I, I might know because a lot of folks my age are starting to get, you know, those opportunities moving up in the world or, you know, things like that. Right. And, and Hey, Oh, ESPN's got layoffs. Oh, they're, they're spending big money on big personalities, but they're laying off certain people. What does that mean? for the live sports, timelines, all of those things. I love to study that stuff. I, think it, I find it to be very, very interesting to me. So I think it's reasonable to think that, you know, for somebody that looks at sports media a lot and talks to the folks who cover sports media a lot, that it's it's safe to say, yeah, the Pac-12 is in a bit of a bind. And this is going on longer than they thought it would. And they're not being quiet because there are details being hammered out with lawyers. I mean, this could be the case, but, but is it really the case that the Pac-12 has been fine all along? and lawyers have been hammering things out for months. Is that really the case or is it what it actually appears to be? And uh, an issue getting a contract because the PAC 12 got unlucky with some of the timing, right? Some of it by their own making, but the PAC 12 has this confluence of issues right now. They're coming from a place, the PAC 12 network where visibility sucks. They're on the West coast, which is difficult. They just lost USC and UCLA, which is challenging. And the Big 12, who is a comparable league in terms of success and, you know, it's a big two and kind of feels like everybody else, right? 
And I think for a minute, the ACC was up there, but you know, it's, you could argue, Hey, the big 12 is number three league because of money wise, what's going to happen. Their TV contract doesn't suck. And also, Hey, the big 12 had a team, in the national championship game last year in football. And they're a really good basketball conference still. Right. So you could say, okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That, that, that does make a, a lot of sense. The big 12 is overtaken, but still like the PAC 12, the big 12, it's, you know, some kind of competition there, uh, you know, in terms of like, I, just not being a top two league. And so, the Big 12 steps in front and says, okay, uh, they fill the need for ESPN and Fox to fill out programming. And a lot of indications say that, you know, some folks have said Fox not involved. Involved. There has not been a lot of heat behind Fox in a lot of reporting about their interest in the Pac-12. All right, so there's that. A lot of talk about Amazon. A lot of talk about Apple TV+. Plus. A lot of talk about, hey, visibility versus how much money you're going to get. Uh, a lot of talk about Oregon and Washington and their station and all of this and, and you know, how much, uh, what kind of grant rights that they would sign. Length of the contract has been discussed. Obviously, visibility is that the Pac-12 is coming from a bad visible spot too. So actually, that, that hurts their negotiating power because, hey, look, the viewership is low for them now. Uh, TV company ultimately could say, all right, well, what is more viewership worth to you? Like, is it worth taking a pay cut to get you now on more television? Because I mentioned this year, Oregon versus UCLA, I believe, in the Pac-12 basketball tournament semifinal game was on the Pac-12 network. And those are two of your best, mo most nationally recognized brands. And they're playing on the Pac-12 network and it's a pivotal game, Oregon fighting for the tournament lives. UCLA, obviously a big brand, had a really good team in the last few years, et cetera. So uh, that, that's kind of where you're coming from if you're the Pac-12. And so all of these things have conspired together to create a difficult situation for the Pac-12. And so I think it's fair to say that, hey, this is not because the Pac-12 sucks and the West Coast sucks and West Coast football blows and we can't wait to watch the conference blow up. It's because the Big 12 made a smart business decision, maybe taking less money than what the conference was worth on a per school basis. Maybe I think you could make that argument. But they did so to get on cable, to get a stable contract with two very good partners and help fill out a schedule that's going to have ACC football, going to have, uh, at least for the you know, ACC, for the uh, for ESPN and Disney, ACC football, it's going to have SEC football, and for Fox, going to have some Big Ten football. I think Pac, obviously, this year as well, too. But then Big 12 is going to help round out that schedule. You're in a really good spot with that. That undercut the the Pac-12. And also, uh, the idea that the Big Ten TV contract in any way, shape, or form applied to them uh, I, I never saw the big 10 TV contract and thought this applies to the, to the big 12, right? I would never look at a, uh, and I'll give you all a, a soccer example. I would not see a premier league TV contract in the U S and think this might apply to MLS. It's the same sport. So, so there is a little bit of overlap there, but what we're talking about here are some of the richest sports franchises in the world. Manchester United, Chelsea, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal. These, these worldwide brands and them playing in, in time slots on Saturday mornings and sometimes Monday afternoons when there's not other sports happening. How does that apply to, you know, we see MLS sign a big contract. Well, it really doesn't like people who like Columbus Crew, they love the Columbus Crew in Columbus, Right. It's a very much more it's a much more regional deal when it comes to a, an MLS contract than an EPL English Premier League contract because Alabama and Iowa State are not the same, right? TCU for as good as they were in Georgia are not the same brand wise. We'd be kidding ourselves if we said they were, right? We'd be lying to ourselves if we said they were. So 
that's why you know I thought the Pac-12 really missed the boat on that. Now do they have a, a couple awesome brands? I think I think Oregon's an awesome brand. I think Washington's an awesome brand. I don't think Stanford's that good of a brand. I think I think they don't care enough about athletics. And Cal is not as good of a brand as I think we thought it was before. But they they academically I think because they're so strong and also seeing that contract thought them um, you know they they thought hey this applies to us and I never. Never really got on board with that. I never really got on board with that. And I, look, I understand optimism from the conference side. So I think that's one of the big snafus that George Klyavkov has made. And once again, this is not an entire situation that's all of his making. But I, I, I George Klyavkov, you kind of understand there, you know, okay, I thought it applied to us. Well, I really shouldn't have. It doesn't, it doesn't apply to you. You're West Coast. Yeah, you don't have Ohio State. You do not have, uh, uh, you know, Michigan State. You do not have Michigan. You do not have Penn State. You don't have those brands. And so the idea that it applies to you across three separate, you know, that that TV deal, guys, is fantastic. Kevin Warren did an amazing job of that. I know they're getting trouble now, but they'll be fine. The amount of money that they're going to make. Those deals do not apply to the other conferences. It's why we're talking about a situation where there could be a major two conference system. Uh, we might just have a two party system, right? And everybody else is the Green Party and the, you know, the independents. I mean, that, that could be where we're heading with all of this. I hope we don't. I pray to God we don't because I think it's going to damage the sport. You know, I think, um, you know, I'll get to the, the fan part of this, excuse me, <coughs> in a second, but I think it's bad for us if that is the case. So to get back to the point what I'm making with all of this is that, look, the Pac-12 is in a bad TV spot. The, 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 the Pac-12 made some poor choices and also, um, you know, they they were landed in a bad television spot. The Big 12 made a good good choice, which – satisfied two major partners when it comes to college football, the second most popular sport in the country. And those two major partners don't seem very keen on getting the PAC 12 on. So that is why that that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about, okay, uh, you know, it's not some deal where it's like the buffs are all in They're They're tossing double birds up to the big, uh, to the PAC 12. They're out of there. They think it's a garbage league. No, all of those schools have desire to stay. The situation, whether they want to admit it or not, and two of them already have, is that, look, we want to be here, which they do, which I believe them when they say that. I don't think anybody's like, we're, we're being held at gunpoint. We're so glad to be here. No, these schools, and we're seeing it right now play out, they're giving George Klyavkov every opportunity to get this deal done. But the issue is the timing sucks. The league in the Pac-12 has mishandled some things. And I have a tough time believing that all those schools want to jump in together long term. And so that creates a very destabilizing factor. And that's why recently I've started to feel more and more like the Big 12 will get some of those schools, not because the Big 12 greater than sign the Pac-12. It's never been. And folks, I've always said this. It's never been about this. It's about the Pac-12 versus the TV companies versus themselves versus timing. The Big 12 is just the outlet. It's the option. It's the other thing that's there. It is not being weighed greater than or less than. And honestly, if it was consensus greater than, I think the opportunity at this point is worthwhile. I think if you're Colorado, it's a league you've been in against teams you're familiar with and a place that football recruiting-wise and basketball recruiting-wise can help you, it makes a lot of sense. Arizona, it'd be a pretty natural fit with how good their basketball is and their football you know, helps push out West, right? It makes a lot of sense. But beyond that, I also think, too, the security of creating a larger and larger conference is – uh, I think it is there with those schools. And so you can join something that's already at 12 and go to 14 and 16, as opposed to staying in a league where you're not guaranteed. I mean, do you feel comfortable? 
Like, here's the thing about the Big 12. Because they've already been pillaged to some extent, you feel pretty good about everybody in the league wanting to stay in the league. It feels aligned. It feels united. The Pac-12, you cannot say the same, right? That's just the reality of the situation. You cannot say the same. Oregon and Washington want to compete for championships. They have been to the college football playoff. Majority of schools have not. They have tons of money. They're in you know places that uh, I know that uh, Eugene is not like a, some bustling metropolis, but they've got the backing of Nike. Washington and Seattle, we saw them win 10 games last year. We've seen in the playoff before. They have aspirations, but money-wise, they have to ask themselves, in the pack, can we keep up? Can we do it? And... I think it's reasonable to think the answer might be no. No, are they going to get more money like off the bat? I don't know, but I think there's a chance they could position themselves long-term to make somewhere in the neighborhood of the money that they, they want to make. And so all those things weigh together that to, in my mind, create a situation where I think the Big 12 is a more stable option. But does that mean it's Big 12 greater than Pac-12? No, it's because time has developed. Things have gone on. This is where I am. But those schools continue, and I understand it, to give George Klyavkov every reason why to do it. So with that, I, I like I, I think I've laid all this out to say the situation really hasn't changed a whole lot. And the folks who know, guys, like there are people out there saying that they know. And some of them, you know, I, I know people like Swaim. I don't listen to him at all. I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I've worked in media to the point where like I know reputable people. I've worked, I've had Ross Dellinger. I know when I call Dennis Dodd and I put him on the air for an interview, I won't get embarrassed because he's going to give me some wrong piece of information. Brett McMurphy, same thing. Nicole Auerbach, same thing. Andy Staples, same thing. Barrett Sol Andy Staples is going to come on next month under the show. I've already talked to Andy about this. Uh, Barrett Salee, same thing. Um, you know, some folks, you know, Cole Kublik might have a slam, but like I've worked with Cole, I, I'm strong. Peter Burns, that guy loves the SEC more than anybody else. I love Peter. He is a great person to work with. SEC guy, sure. But like, I trust Peter. You know, I, I trust Pat Bradley. I, I trust Chris Doring, like, like Gabe Eicher, Chris Plank. Because, you know, hey, some of these guys, yeah, they're OU guys, sure. But they, they Chris Plank, you know, Gabe Eicher, they, they covered the Big 12. They played in the Big 12. Gabe played in the Big 12. He has affinity for the Big 12. So like, you know, and as long as you understand who these people are, where they're coming from, and who you can trust, that that's kind of how you have to form your opinions off of. Um, and look, I don't, I will not believe anything until somebody, you know, I, I'm not saying it's to have a blue check mark, but like somebody's name I know puts it out there. I am never going to come onto the show and tell you all, Hey, I've got some great info on the inside here, folks. Unless like, you know, it's like it's uh, George Klyavkov calls me up and says, Josh, we're nuked. <laughs> Josh, we've got nothing. We're nuked. It's over. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you that it's, it's, you know, it's over, put it out there. Like, you know, that's that, but like that would never happen. Right. So that's not what this show does. What this show does is react, use logic, and use the news. And I hope you all do the same because I've had folks send messages saying, Josh, I've, I've seen this. That They're saying tomorrow it's going to be Colorado. Josh, you're dead wrong. It's going to be six schools. It's going to be it's going to be G5 schools. This is who they're adding. And, you know, Josh, it's going to be San Diego State. Josh, it's going to be UConn. And I talked to the folks who cover those schools for a living, and they're saying that's not the case. Now there's a compelling argument to be made there. Hey, about Big Twelve, you know, is it is it something they're checking out? Yeah, for sure. Does it make sense? No, we have to we have to talk about that further. This is what I'm trying to say. Now I, I know we're getting towards the end of this process now, but excuse me, but um, like there are there are certain people, and you don't look. You all can you all can consume news however you want to, but I'm just saying I have I feel like I can say, and I'll use the success of the two shows that I've done to say this. 
I have never once had somebody come on here and had to correct me about, you know, maybe I misquoted somebody or something like that, but, but said, Josh, you are pulling crap out of nowhere. You are, you are misleading your audience. You're telling us the wrong things. I tell you what my opinion is. I tell you where the facts are and where the reporting is. And I tell you where my opinion meets that reporting to formulate these opinions. And also the reception from you all, generally speaking, has been pretty good, right? Once again, we don't report the news, but we react. As somebody who covers this league, who understands the league, who understands media stuff, who tries to learn and help and help, you know, hopefully I help you all learn all the conversations. That's what I'm, and, and also David Smoke does the same thing. Craig Smoke, the same thing. Paul Catalina, the same thing. Guys, they have tons of interviews, interviews every day. There's a reason they do that. They talk to those folks so we can all be informed, right? Max Olson does a great job when he goes on there. Max from Big 12, you know, Big 12 country roots, all those kinds of things. But, you know, I think Max has been pretty good with his reporting and also, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, some honesty about, hey, how he thinks this thing shakes out, the timelines for it shaking out. So that's why, as opposed to looking at tweets, guys, where somebody says, I've got this. This meeting is happening at Washington State today. And look, like maybe it happened. Maybe that does happen. Maybe Ross Dellinger puts it out there. But Twitter accounts from people I don't recognize. Like it, that's why it was so strange to see Barry Trammell pop up in this conversation because we're not used to hearing about it. So you're like, oh, I trust Barry. Uh, you know, he hasn't been covering this. But if Barry's saying this is the case, it most likely is because I don't think Barry's just going to blow smoke for no reason. It's not, it's not really his lane. And so. You know, he gets some good piece of information. He's dropped the information. He drops the information. Like we should, and I think there's some, some good value there. I do not dismiss reporters outright. Just, I told you all earlier. I don't, I don't dismiss John Wilner. I don't do it. I think he's got good opinions. I think he, I, you know, I, when I worked at Sirius XM, we had him all the time on Pac-12 radio and I worked there some as well. And he was great. And I always felt like I could trust John when it came to stuff. You know, once again, covers the Pac-12. So he wants to Pac-12 to survive. Same way I wanted the Big 12 to survive. But I'm not going to mislead you all because that's the case. I'm not going to tell you it's a slam dunk. I think they're going to get four schools. I want to see the Pac-12 survive. But I also think about it the same way too, guys. I'm a fan of college sports. I went to Missouri. Uh, you all went to Iowa State, Texas Tech. You rooted for Kansas State your whole life. There are people at Washington State there are people at Oregon State who love those schools the same way you love your school. And all they want to do is be able to see their school compete at the highest level. That's not a crime. That's not a sin. That is good is what it is. That's good for the sport. It's good for me. It's good for you. It keeps it healthy. To be honest, the best thing for the sport as a whole is if somehow the Pac-12 can hang on and some of their schools make runs and, and are pretty good. Do I think that's likely? I don't know. But how great would it be if, take your pick, uh, let's just say, let's say Colorado, let's say Deion Sanders in Colorado and they stay in the Pac-12 and they have this awesome run and they make it to a college football championship game and they get blown out. Sucks, sure. But like, hey, at least a Big 12 team and a Pac-12 team back-to-back -back years made it, showing that there is some balance still left in the sport, despite the money gap, despite the talent gap. Right. TCU defied all things blue chip ratio there for a long time. You know, the last year's season, that's where that's that's where I think this sport wins. And so that's why I come to you all with the Big 12 flag behind me. I do. That's that's my perspective on this. Uh, I didn't go to a Big 12 school, though, but I, I've got media training and I've worked in this college sports business. And I, I know who I can trust. I know who I don't trust. And I try to bring you all information from people that I only know that I can trust. And look, if somebody else gets it right, guys, or gets it before me, or I have to eat crow on this, sure. But I've been reading long enough. I've been on Twitter long enough to know the folks that I trust. 
and know the folks that I don't trust. And it's not about being first for me on this show. It's about being correct. And I hope you all have been able to track my opinion about all this stuff over time because I lay out how I'm thinking, why I'm thinking that. And if it changes, I always lay that out for you all, right? There was a time where I was like, all right, it feels like it's a big 12 momentum. And I went, you know what? The Pac-12 still has time here. And I kind of went back, oh, you know what? It, it feels like, and that's why narrative stuff matters so much. But, and now we're at a spot where, okay, I was 50-50 a little while ago, but I talked with John Kurtz to see how he felt about this. Yeah, it won't be two big 12 guys, but it feels like the momentum's heading the other way, especially with all the reporting recently about Colorado. So all of this, guys, is just to be mindful that while it, because right now it feels like we're going towards the end. And because we're heading towards the end of this realignment stuff, there is a rush to get it first from people who don't seem to fully have a grasp. I've talked to somebody and I know this is, this is where this is headed and the Buffaloes are, are gone. I've heard that it's this much money. Look like people can say whatever they want. And maybe some of them have been right. Cause there's been a lot of information put out there, but there's really no way for folks like me to verify what's been put out there. And I, I mean, reporters that I trust to know don't spend a lot of time going around to random Twitter accounts being like, I haven't heard this unless somebody comes at them. And a lot of times, even if they come at them, they don't do anything. So that is why as we reach the end, guys, I want you all to be cautious about where you all get your news from. And you can tell me to kick rocks. You really can. Um, but I think it's time for a reality check about how this thing is covered and about who we can trust on it. And I'm not saying you all have to trust me because I'm giving you opinions here. Um, formula, well formulated in my opinion, opinions, but I'm giving you all opinions here. I'm not giving you all news. All right. I'm reacting to news, giving you thoughts about news, linking news together to form an opinion, talking to folks in the business. We'll keep doing that this week. I just want you to be mindful about who you're listening to, who you are reading, where you're getting your information from. I don't care about being first, but I care about being correct. All right. That'll do it for today's show. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Josh neighbors underscore. And I don't mean to be have hubris about the show, guys, about like, like a lot of, I mean, I have a lot of pride in what we do here, but I, I don't mean to come off as like some snide, you know, prick uh, about all this, for lack of a better term. I'm doing it just because like I have a lot of pride in the show and I want to give you all correct information. I want you all to know that. I feel like I do. Uh, at Josh Neighbors underscore at NWPod365. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this channel. It helps us out so much. Leave a comment, like the video as well. And uh, we'll holler at you all tomorrow. Jake Hatch and I talk about Utah's resistance to joining the Big 12. 